Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Basically, you seem to be in favour of slapping children, with the exception of Luke, who says, Frank, cue all the middle-aged people saying, nothing wrong with slapping your child. I turned out fine. I got slapped. My parents never slapped me, and I would never think of hitting my child. It's all about positive reinforcement rather than punishment. I'm afraid we can't speak to the Commissioner at the moment, but we do have the next best thing to the Children's Commissioner, Fanula Meredith. Fanula, good morning. Morning, Frank. I think you should be in some form of government office or... Oh, do you? In some, oh, well, in some, I mean, put a word in for me. Quango somewhere, running, running, the co- <laughs> running the country. Well, they are, aren't they? They're looking for misfits and weirdos, aren't they? <laughs> oh, Flip, I don't know if I could take on that. <laughs> but thanks for the compliment, not. But <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, seriously, seriously. The whole idea of, you know, this debate coming up again about whether or not to smack the children. The legislation is... is steadily changing on this it's going against the smackers isn't it that's right and i'm glad to see it you know no one wants to stand in judgment on other parents but i've got to say i have come to the conclusion that it's smacking it's just indefensible because of the message that you're sending to your child you're basically saying okay you can't trust me i'm gonna uh, the person that you love most in the world the person you rely on your mom or dad is going to hit you you know, and like, what message are you sending to your child when you do that? It's just, it's, it's not right. I mean, I know myself when my own children were young, I did smack them occasionally, and I always regretted it because I don't think it solved anything. I think parents may do it out of frustration, and you know, God knows, kids can't be frustrated, that's for sure. But just to, to actually, to actually, it is violence. We may as well, there's no point skirting around it. It is a form of violence, and that is not the message we want to be sending to our kids, that violence is acceptable, let alone from the person who's most important to you in the world. And what about this line that is apparently sometimes used, oh, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you? Ah, that's rubbish. That's just parents trying to, t- to deal with their guilt. Because you do feel guilty. I, at least I did. Any time I smacked my kids, I felt like it was a failure, and it was a failure. Because it wasn't the be- it's not the best way to deal with it. So, you know, you say you're trying to punish your child for something they've done and teach them not to do it again. Slapping them? That's not going to teach them anything. You've- there's so many other ways you can deal with it. There's so many different kind of sanctions. You know, you can say, well, you know, you're not getting that packet of sweets or you're, you know, you're going to, you know, there's so many different things. You don't have to resort to it. So and that's are, why more and more governments are outlawing it. I mean, I think it's Scotland now, it's banned. Yeah, per, per, very hard to enforce, of course. Yeah, but, this know, is, it still the, sends yeah, the message. And this is important how, how it's policed. But are parents who are smacking their children today in the aisle of the supermarket, are they 
belonging to the dark ages or could they stand up and say I am a modern day parent I am doing this because my child is going to behave properly and it's not going to be some sort of snowflake that will be a pest and a nuisance and an annoyance to every other child that crosses their path or adult that crosses their oh, path. Yeah, it's, important, it's very important to still discipline your children God, you know yourself when you see some children that are just allowed to run wild it's, you're not doing your child any favours with that either because everybody's just going to look at them and think you know, they're just going to, they're not going to be able to get on in society. Um, but I, I'm sure we've all been in the position of seeing, often it is in the supermarket, seeing a parent, you know, grab a child. And it, thankfully, we don't see this as often, but you do still occasionally see it, grab a child and, you know, whack them around the legs or something. And I cringe when I say that. Like, I would never say anything, but it's just, it's just very uncomfortable to watch. Because it's just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big adult, physically much, much bigger inflicting violent punishment on a small person and how can that be right? Yeah, I must I, I have to be honest, I feel I would intervene at this point in time. I would say, hey, come on, hey, come on. You know the way you would yeah, say outside, it a, would be, outside a pub? Well, if, it would be if, the morally right thing to do, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because you t- tend to do that if you're, you know, as I say, if you're outside a bar or a club and somebody swings a punch, you say, hey, big fella, stop that, stop that, hey, come on. Now. And, you know, try and defuse the situation. Whereas, uh, I I almost think there's an onus on us to do that as well in the supermarket. Yeah. No, Jeez, I, I that's only that, that person's only three. Mm-hmm. I know. No, I suppose if more of us did that, again, there would be smacking would become more taboo, which would be a good thing. So you know, maybe there is that kind of moral imperative that we should intervene. The other side of the coin, however, and you see them sometimes in church, okay? You also see them in hotel lobbies. You see them on the bus. These are the parents who believe their child is going through his or her expressive phase and should be able to do anything, absolutely uh, anything. Those those parents exist. They're, you know, they're bordering on the bizarre parents like that. I'm glad yeah. I'm glad I corrected the language I was about to use. I'll stick with bordering on the bizarre. <laughs> I know what you mean. And that's I, I think we see actually, thank God, it's better than smacking, put it that way, but we do see a lot of it and I don't like that either because again, well you're just teaching, you're giving your child another bad message if you let them do that. You just say, you can do whatever the heck you want. You can behave in any way you want and it's, you know, all fine with me. And your children need to be taught boundaries. They need to be taught discipline. They need to be taught how to behave around other people in a way that's respectful. But you don't do that by smacking them. That's my point. Do you know, Vanilla, I'm looking at the texts here and still a lot of smackers out there. A lot of smackers. Now, mm-hmm. we, we would tend to <clears throat> have a, an audience that is... But, you know, we have a lot of females who are 40 who are listening. You know, research shows that, you know, so I, I, pre- I presume a lot of 40-year-old females are, you know, because there are, there are women. I don't know what age they are, but I'm guessing that they're in their 40s. And they're all into it. A bit of smacking did me no harm, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I've heard that. Oh, a bit of smacking did me no harm. Well, how do you know? You know, that's the other thing. I mean, I don't think it's, I just don't think it's defensible. And I do suspect that there is a guilt factor because I experience it myself. I, I, you know, I really wish that I had not smacked the children. I didn't smack them very often. I, don't, I think I maybe smacked my daughter once, so she was very well behaved. <laughs> but my son was a right wee tear away. I, I think I smacked him maybe three or four times, you know, when he was when he was young. And each time I did regret it because it's just I, it was a failure on my part as a parent. It really was, and it didn't solve anything. You know, what what does it solve? Whacking your child it doesn't solve anything. 
you teach them anything by hitting them. Yeah, I just want to see, because I'm always interested in a text that starts with your woman's a hypocrite. So let me see what this one says. Oh, am I a hypocrite? Uh, no, hold on, it mightn't be you at all. It could be some other woman. It, just, oh. yeah, yeah, it's a, it says here, your woman's a hypocrite. She's <clears throat> basically telling other people to do uh, what she did and more or less admitted hitting her child purely through frustration. Hold on, you're being honest. You did smack your children and you totally regretted doing it. So yeah. That's yeah, I don't think there's any hypocrisy. I'm just being honest and I saying know. I don't think it's a good idea and I don't want to sit in judgment on their parents. I know how hard it is. You know, we've all been through it. But I just I, I, I just, I regret it. I don't think it's the way to go. And I think that's why it's good, like the example of the Scottish government actually banning it. You know, a lot of people said, oh, well, what's the point? You can't enforce it. So I think the point is to send a very powerful message um, from people in authority to say we don't we don't think this is a good thing. We don't want parents to be doing this. It's harmful for children. Mark, it can be very harmful for children. I mean, you know, sometimes just, a, oh, all right, well, just we tap. But, you know, you can see some parents, they, they take it far enough. This, this can be a very serious thing. Yeah, t- totally. And I think Mark is saying something along uh, those lines about uh, smacking, smacking children. Um, he's, he's, he's talking about those who got a good slap. And, you know, he, he says, suge- he's suggesting that it, it hasn't, hasn't affected him. But as, as you've said, you never know how it's affected people, how, how they turn out to be odd or maybe violent or, 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 or weird. In, well, you in, might in have a problem way. with trust, mightn't you? Because if the person, like I said, if the person who you rely on absolutely, as children do and their parents, if the person who you rely on completely in the world and you're totally indefensible against smacks you, well, you might grow up not trusting people very much, mightn't you? It's hard to argue with that, Fanuta. It is indeed. Thanks for your contribution this morning. The, certainly the, the texts are coming in on the back of what you've been saying. As a very honest parent, thank you. Thank you. No worries at all. Fanuta Meredith with us. Malachi is a quick point. Go ahead, Malachi. Yeah, I think Fanuta Meredith is absolutely 100% and completely wrong in which everything she just said to you. I, I, I was brought up, as you probably know, Frank, in, by Christian Brothers. And if one thing the Christian brothers taught you at school, you know, if the education wasn't there, there's, there's two things that you walked out of that school with, and that was manners um, and and discipline. And that's that's what was bred in this. And the only way to get discipline is through pain. Now, you may think I'm totally wrong in saying that. Malachi, Malachi, I'm going to interrupt you there for a second. I absolutely think you're totally wrong saying it. I can't believe that I have someone on who went to school, most likely in the 70s, and is highlighting the Christian brothers. And now there were many good decent Christian brothers. Don't get this wrong. Don't get this wrong. Many pillars of society associated with the Christian Brothers Society. All of that. And I need to emphasize that. But they also had a reputation for very strict discipline. And some of them would have beaten you around a classroom. I will tell you, it's all about humiliation and discipline. Not only were you beaten, you were brought up in front of the whole school. You were told what you'd done, whether it was coming in late, whether it was stealing somebody's lunch whether, you know, doing someone's homework, you were brought up in front of the whole school and you were physically, physically beaten either by slaps or grabs so that the rest of the school knew that if you stepped out of line, this is what happens to you. Now, you may think that's horrendously bad. Yeah. But where I come from, that, that, no, no, where I come from, that was discipline. And, you know, I, I, can't, I can't understand how any parent disciplines a, a, a kid who is going absolutely boogaloo 
by telling them to stop it or, you know, you go to your room and you're, you're, you're not getting your laptop, you're not getting your phone. Absolutely not. You've got to stop them. You've, you've got to do it. And I don't think it's violence. I don't think it's, you know, your woman murder says it's a crime. It's the life I live. That's the way it is. And to this day, you know, my two kids are university students. They're brilliant. And, you know, they're disciplined. They're mourners. And they're, it's impeccable. But if you tell them not to do something, they know not to do it. And that's that's the way it was. And that, I've been on your show before talking about even in rats and school. When they rang that bell, every kid they were on was standing in line, like military position. Their uniforms were on. Their ties were straight. You weren't allowed to have muck or dirt on your shoes. And that's 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 the life. That's the way it is, and that's that's the way people brought their kids up. I just just on this, Maliki, because I, I I know you have phoned the program before, and I, I you know we're very aware that uh, it's it's a real call from a real person, and that is vital to us when we do the production of the, of the program. But if you weren't Maliki and we didn't have your contact details as your phone number comes up and you hadn't been on this program before, I would say you were winding me up. I, for anyone to come on the radio in 2020 and say that the Christian brothers treating you like some form of private in the army and beating the living daylights out of you if you stepped out of line would in some way be good for you. I would I would think in, in this day and age, with all the information we have about violence and about mental development, I would have thought that that was a wind-up. But the thing we're thinking, you have to ask yourself, Frank, you know, we, we lived in horrendous times with the troubles and stuff, and, you know, and poverty, and, and you know, most, most of the guys I went to school with, their fathers didn't work. We were we were from Catholic West Belfast, so the discrimination was was rife. But you know the kids hadn't got much to do, so everybody looked after themselves. But everybody knew what the discipline was. And another thing too, I didn't know anybody, anybody in my lifetime growing up that committed suicide or had mental problems. Now they may have been out there, and they weren't talked about. But there was nobody putting themselves in the end of a rope. And the life, the life of, of school that we had, the Christian brothers basically brought you up in both your religion and your parents were quite happy to let them teach you discipline because they, they, they probably couldn't do it because they had six and seven kids. And that's the way it was. And, 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 and as I say, nobody, nobody committed suicide. Nobody seemed to have mental health problems. And it, it, it was the life. And you, I know you're thinking it's insane, but that's, 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 that's the way it was. And, yeah, and, yeah and I, 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 do think, I do think you're seeing the past through rose-coloured glasses when you say people didn't die by suicide then. They, they did. I know, I know there is a serious epidemic of suicide at present and our thoughts are with, with anyone who's, who's affected by it or any family who, who's affected. But Malagi, it's really interesting your analysis of discipline in schools uh, vis-a-vis the Christian Brothers and other schools as well. And I'm sure we're of this uh, a, simil- a similar age. I object wholeheartedly, utterly and completely um, to, you know, with regards to how children were treated back then and the, the use of a cane or the use of physical violence towards, towards children. You, you see it as successful discipline. And that, that's where the, um, we're on top of the news now, that, that's where we, we would disagree. But my goodness me, it'll be interesting to hear from people listening to this programme if they agree with Maliki's analysis. Do we owe a debt of gratitude, actually, to the likes of the Christian brothers for the strict discipline that they instilled in relatively recent 
times, and not just the Christian brothers, but other strict regimes in schools. And I need to emphasize there are many, many decent Christian brothers. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who never struck anyone. Cahill says if we had the Christian brothers instilling discipline into the modern-day youngsters, we mightn't have the glider service curtailed in West Belfast as broadcast on the news. Yeah, I remember well back in the days when Malachi was talking about when there was serious discipline in the schools. There was never any trouble in West Belfast. No one ever lifted a stone or a petrol bomb. Uh, let, let me speak to John, who's in this line. Good morning, John. Hello. Yes, Hello, John. can you hear me? I can indeed, John. Yes. Go ahead. Listen, no, it was about the, 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 the discipline of, of the younger generation in, 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 in the province here, but um, it's, a, it's a case of people need to get their head around. There's a difference between discipline and abuse. And a lot of people do not. They, they think if they lift their hand to the child, they're abusing them. There's not. There, there's, I think there's reasonable ground there. There's an area there where you can encroach on that and go, listen, it's for the better of the child, you know what I mean? You spur the rod, you know what I mean? Spur the rod, what is it? Spur the rod... Spur the rod, ruin the child. Ruin the child, like yeah, yeah. Ruin the child, yes. Mm. Um, I, I, that's what I'm saying. There's just... A, the, if a child goes to reach out for something that, that could harm it or endanger it or something, sometimes your quickest reaction is, you know, a tap in the back of the hand. I'm sure you've done it yourself. I mean, I raised three kids. I watched one of my children go to reach for a cup. Of maybe tea and we tap in the back. Don't you? That's Barney. I mean, who who hasn't done that? Yeah, but the big difference between 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 intercepting a a problem that's going to harm a child and grabbing it by the lapels and beating it around the backs of the calf muscles because it's been nasty. What I'm saying, there's a difference between discipline and abuse. And but we need to. I mean, people are, are being. Uh, trailed into this this train of thought of that if you touch your child, watch warfare, you're fusing your child. That you're not, you're not. Sometimes that a child needs to have a, a quick, sharp lesson. And I, I think what, what's happened is uh, we're, we're raising kids, man, in a snowflake society, where they think that um, 
they, they can do basically whatever they want and they'll never be disciplined. And I, I actually, when I heard you say about the Cater incident there, I mean, there's the Cater service that's been pulled off in Lagmore where gangs of youths can get on to a bus, think that that, that, that they don't have to pay for it, abuse pa- passengers and people out trying to earn a day's living and abuse them and smash windows and do this. And they think that, that that's acceptable behaviour. Yeah, this is on the, this is on the news. This is this is serious. This is a serious issue that's happening today, whereby uh, up to seventy youths have been on that bus, and ha- the glider service uh, is now taken off in the area. Uh, seventy on put off the bus because they wouldn't pay. Some of them uh, causing damage to to the bus, and th- this is in the week. This is happening in the week when the, when the schools when the schools are are off. Now the the, the type of child. That doing that, I, I'm going to hazard a guess that there are f- there, there's four or five real bad ones among a large group who are following like sheep. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe every one of them's a thug. I, I don't know, but I would imagine that there are decent enough kids who are roaming about acting the big lad, jumping on the bus, thinking they don't have to pay as a matter of fact, insisting on not paying and then, you know, tr- thinking, oh, I'm big time. They then are asked to leave the bus, and the real the, the real low lives start to damage the bus. Now, what what can be what, what can be done? Do you need to do you need to get a message across to all seventy of them, or do you need to no, I, to really hit hard the the ones that are causing the main thrust of the problem? Yeah, well, I think there, there's there, there's an issue there with education, and you should educate kids that that, that you know they should respect their uh, their surroundings. And the betterment of their area. Do you know what I mean? Too, I also think it's down to the parents, because believe you me, if I'd have been at anything like that when I was growing up, I'd have answered for it big time. Yeah, but you would you mean? would you imagine? Uh, but John, John, just I'm trying, trying to paint a picture here of seventy kids in West Belfast yeah, who are yeah, but who aren't prepared to pay on the bus, and some of them wreck the bus when they're asked to to leave. Would you accept that there are some good kids among that seventy or not? Well, put it this way, save them 70 kids, uh, and this is why the police don't intervene, and they get into a rat situation, and the police arrest them, are they going to go, well, really, they're good kids, but it's okay, you know, we're not going to do anything? It's not. See, if you you, uh, put kids into that situation and you don't punish them, or they're allowed to do what they like at home, and you don't, there's nothing done about that, then, of course, they're going to carry that into their, their, their outside lives as well and go, I can do whatever I like, when I like, and nobody can stop me from doing that. Yeah. And that, that fundamentally is wrong. It's wrong, and it's, it's down the education. You have to teach. I mean, they try to set, I mean, their Anderson's Town Leisure Centre hasn't even opened yet, and they try to set the, the slides on fire. Well, what, I mean, to not realise that this is, I mean, see, when we were growing up, we never had them kind of facilities in the world. I mean, the the Amherst Sterling Centre wasn't built till 1980. The only place you could go for any leisure activity was the Falls Swim Centre, which was, if you lived up in Amherst Town, was a lifetime journey away. You know what I mean? We couldn't jump on the glider and not borrow our spain for it and get down there. <laughs> you know, you had to, sorry about it, I didn't mean to use that kind of language, but, uh, you know, you had to make your own way down. But when, when these services are being provided at great expense to rate payers and taxpayers, they're destroying it before they even get it open. And this is what I'm saying. It's not being installed in these kids at home 
to have respect for other people and other people's property. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's been a problem that I think for for generations, and I don't believe in my heart of hearts that every one of those kids who's on the bus not paying is a bad kid. I think some of them are just idiots. You know, they just think, oh, you know, where's that gang going? Oh, I'll go with them, and they're just, you know, they don't think they don't think beyond the the, the moment they're they're living in. I think there's some really bad ones among them incredibly bad people among them, like the ones who will burn the signs outside the leisure centre, the ones who will actually lift the stone and throw it at the bus. Sheer bad, you know, that... uh, There's no other way to describe that. But there'll be kids among the 70 who aren't paying on the bus who are doing it because they feel they're big lads, you know. But yet and all, they're just... You know, the words I have on the tip of my tongue aren't broadcastable but let's put it in very polite terms they're just stupid um i want to speak to rita who's in this line uh, rita good morning good morning frank yeah rita you've been listening to this whole idea of disciplining children yes i have and um i remember when um i was having a family i went and got some books had a look at them read them and one book that stood out for me was by Dr. James Dobson, who is a psychologist and founder of Focus for the Family. And um, one of his tips, one of the books was Discipline Your Child Without Crushing the Spirit. And I thought, well, that's brilliant because you don't want your child to be frightened of you and everything else. So I read his book and I have to say, I thought it was the one with the most common sense because some of them were absolutely ridiculous. They nearly would have had parents, you know, doing tumbles down the stairs to keep their children happy. So what I did when I had eventually had my two daughters was, first of all, my first choice would have been distraction if they were getting up to any answers. I'm talking about, you know, the wee ones, two, four years of age, that more that age group, because once you get past that, it's it's easier, to, to especially if you have good communication with your children. So choice would have been my first thing. Do you want to wear your red jumper or your green jumper? What shoes do you want to put on? Accept it like that. You know, do you want to read that book or that book? And the next thing would have been distraction when they were getting, you know, angst and things like that. But, and this is the but, and this is what he said. He agreed with all of this. He fact, he very much it was for this. But he said there comes a time when you as the adult have to have the power simply to keep your child safe, just what the other man said. It's not to show your child you're the biggie and you're taller and stronger than them and you will, I will dominate you. It's more for to give them an understanding that there has to be a framework around their life. Somebody has to be able to say, stop, that's not right, you cannot do that. And that helps them grow and, and keeps them more confident because they know somebody loves them enough to say, no, you're not doing that. Just like that, those kids in that glider last night. You know, somebody should not say the people on the glider, but some. You know, there, there. Someone, someone needs to say, hold on a minute. This is antisocial behaviour. We don't want you doing that. But let's get back to the kiddies. So what? Yeah, I but just on that, just before you go back to the children, because there's there's a very obvious journey that children are on through to the day that they decide not to pay on the glider. And a lot of kids are rapidly going through those stages of growing up and some of them wouldn't 
dream of getting on the bus and not paying. Others think it's, you know, oh my goodness, act of bravado and they do it and feel slightly guilty about doing it. And then if you, for, if you follow that on through, there are those who take great delight in just being a menace to other people who are on the bus or other citizens and at the end of the line are those who not only want to be a menace they want to actually destroy destroy stuff. Now you say that they need some controls or that they, they need some framework. There'll be kids who've been on that glider who probably haven't seen their two parents together sober, who haven't maybe found out yet who their father is, who have been faced with all sorts of challenges because their parents are dealing with addiction or they are in a situation where they're ignored, they're neglected and they are in a, I suppose, a family that none of us would want to be in. A whole mix of challenges are existing within families. They don't even know what the word framework means. I give you that one, Frank. You are totally right with that. You are completely right with that. There will be lots of children like that. And it's an awful, awful shame that sometimes parents do not realise that the job of a parent is the most important job in the world. And they have to put into it. And a lot of parents abdicate their role as parents. And, and it's heartbreaking for the children in particular because they stumble through life and through society and they don't know the frameworks. They don't know the right from wrong unless they learn at places like school. They pick up a bit of it, but they don't learn their social skills There's so much in school that they learn it in gangland. You know, and I, I feel heartily sorry for them. I'm sure not all those children are hoods, but you're right. There will be a core one or two who are bad wee eggs. There'll be ones who are impressionable and go along with them. And um, But th- at the same time, they, um, th- those kids, it's, it's like birds of a feather flock together. And hopefully some of them will go, hold on a minute. I didn't like what we did the other night. I'm not going to bother with them anymore. And I hope that's the case. And I hope a lot of parents in the area where this glider goes will be having a conversation with their children tonight uh, and saying, see, if you ever did that, I would be so disappointed with you. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, that someone gives them some sort of steer. And as you've suggested there, it could be among their own peer group. Uh, a, a young person courageous enough to say to his or her mates, listen, it's not on. It's, it's simply not on. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. And a fair play to a youngster who can do that or to a parent who is prepared to go and check, were you on that bus last night? Are, are, are you associated with this rabble that are wrecking the glider? You know, th- find out, find out where your kid happened to be. And as you say, it's about framework. It is about structure and structure. And framework comes in many, many forms. There will be challenged parents, single parents, who are living with maybe three kids who are bringing up far better children than someone who's a single child in a house with two affluent parents and they're not being brought up very well at all. So there's no one framework that is the right framework but everyone needs some form of structure, some form of guidance. Um, thank you very much, Rita, by the way. Uh, we're easing our way through the day. This is the U105 phone-in. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.